The Artificial Intelligence Podcast. AI in real life. I might be feeding the Asian stereotype here, but I honestly, genuinely loved school when I was a kid. It was a place where I'd stare out the window and see my future as the inventor of a flying car, the captain of a cruise ship, or an astronaut on my way to Mars, where we'd sneak out to spy on the class with the cute boys during PE, or to just hang out in the canteen with chocolate milk from the vending machine, where we'd pass notes back and forth with the latest song lyrics that reminded us of our angsty teenage lives. No texting on smartphones back then, kids. Come to think of it, there was a lot of staring out windows, sneaking out, and avoiding teachers involved. At the World Summit AI, sponsored by Microsoft, I met Derek Haoyang Lee, CEO of Shanghai-based education startup Squirrel AI. For him, school time was spent playing cards, and according to him, the average child spends 90% of their time in school on other things than actually learning. My name is Liao Wang, and I'm very excited to share with you Derek's fascinating view on the future of education. Four years ago, I became to realize that AI may be a superior species than the human being.、Mm-hmm. So I think, wow, that will be something、uh, even the man can never match. So, what shall we do with that to benefit the people or even destroy the world?、Uh, so that fascinated me a lot. And also, since I have been in the education、uh, industry for more than ten years. Uh, I found out that it's very hard for students to get the best teacher. You mean the best teacher?、Uh, they can give you、uh, something benefit your whole life.、Mm-hmm. The ideas, the way of thinking, and their、uh, knowledgeable experience.、Um, but it's very hard to find one, you know, for each kid. Yeah. So I think, why can we use AI to、uh, build a virtue? Tutors, so everybody ha- ha- can have Einstein beside him and teach him、right. physics and math. Right. So you thought, on the one hand, AI is going to be better than humans, and on the other hand, you saw this problem of kids not having enough good teachers, and you were like, "I'm going to solve that." Yeah, they, they just、uh, met together. <laughs> and, and you mentioned that actually 90% of what we learn in school is useless, or is useless for each specific child. More than that, even. Well, and I was I was reading this, and I was thinking that's ridiculous. But then I was thinking back to my own school time, and I pretty much spent ninety percent of the time, you know, looking at the window. Okay, I play cards, yeah, <laughs> secretly. <laughs> so, how are you solving that problem? What are you doing differently? Uh, first, uh, every student have different、uh, knowledge state. Some of them they already mastered, and they uh, won't. Uh, they shouldn't、um, spend more time on it. And、uh, some of the knowledge point they can never understand, even in their whole life. Like the ancient Chinese, for me, <laughs> when I was young, even I'm the one of the best student, but I, I, I'm not sensible for some of the knowledge, and I、right. don't have、um, interest on it. And、uh, it, it will not jeopardize my career. I think、uh, right. why I have to learn it. So the AI can choose the best thing for the student. Yeah. So you, every student has a different base level, but every student also has a limit 
for different yeah. subjects, is what you're saying. Yeah, and we, we choose what they uh, should learn and what they can learn very fast and what they like to learn. And also we abandon some of the things they needed to learn. Uh, that, that's the first phase we found out the uh, knowledge state for the student. And the second phase we found out that some of the students understand the knowledge point like in seven uh, minutes. And some of the students will spend maybe 60 minutes. Right. Traditional classroom, they will take uh, 40 minutes. <laughs> the average. Yeah, the average. And uh, for the, uh, the best student, they will, like, looking at window. <laughs> they already know it's a waste of time for their half an hour waste. And for uh, another student, you know, there's a, a mastery theory in the education uh, area. Uh, if you uh, stop, uh, if you need uh, 60 minutes to understand fully, mm -hmm. but you, you, the teacher spends only uh, 45 minutes on you. Then you don't get it. Uh, you don't get it, and after three days, you need another 60 minutes. Yeah, so it adds fall. up, it adds up. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Yeah. yeah, so phase one was establishing sort of the knowledge base for everyone, and then yeah, phase two, right, yeah. diagnosis, <laughs> I like that. And then yeah. phase two is figuring out mm. how fast can someone adapt. Yeah, and uh, we uh, res our model responds uh, in real time according to what the students do. And not only they get the question right or wrong, but also the uh, question's uh, difficulty level and also how much time they spend on this question. Right. Yeah. So you measure both the actual test result, as you will, yeah. and the behavior the student shows while giving the answer. Yeah, all kinds of behavior. And in the future, even their, uh, their face, looking in their face and even the uh, bravery. Right. Yeah. And I can imagine that adaptability or speed of being able to learn differs for each student and for each subject. Like, one might be better for math than for languages. Yeah. Uh, actually, we, uh, in the future, we, we want to design the, the life for each student. Uh, I mean, uh, for some students, they, they are not, um, they, they don't like uh, language, and but they like thinking and they like doing the research. And they should uh, treat it differently. So not everyone has to be equally good at everything. Of course. Yeah. So you talked about how you are understanding each individual child mm -hmm. to ensure they get the right thing. Yeah. How do you take that to the teacher? How do you translate that to teaching? Uh, actually, uh, we have different approach to doing that. Um, one of the um, easiest uh, approach is we video the teacher's teaching in each uh, nanoscale uh, knowledge point and we give each po uh, knowledge point different style of teaching. Mm. We will find out uh, what the student preferences is. Different students uh, like different kind of teachers. We give that different videos for them and also we prepared uh, tens of millions of questions and each question tagged uh, with knowledge point, with abilities, with uh, uh, learning method, so that we can uh, know what the student need. And for um, a best student, uh, after his, uh, his learning from the video, uh, we give uh, him maybe three very difficult questions, and he passed uh, uh, and uh, used less than the average time. 
and we will pass maybe in seven minutes. And that's how you know that they respond better to one teaching method versus the next. Yeah, and we also use uh, uh, the millions of uh, student profile to predict uh, what the student will understand or will not understand or how much time they will understand. Yeah. Uh, the predicting thing um, quite hard. We use uh, uh, genetic and neural networks like machine learning uh, method to do that better yeah. and better. Yeah. And then you also mentioned in your talk that that model is self-learning and continuously improving. Yeah. Can you talk more about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, first, uh, uh, we use uh, human knowledge the, uh, knowledge and the teaching method of the teaching experts, uh, they set up the rules uh, for our model at first. But now we gather a lot of um, students' data and uh, we can imitate uh, the virtual student. <laughs> we can give really? s- yes, uh, special uh, profile of a um, uh, student and let the uh, machine guess what the student is and give different uh, uh, learning paths and different contents for, for it. And uh, yeah. So wait, so you created an artificial intelligence student to yeah. train your artificial intelligence teacher. Exactly. That's student. It's like uh, AlphaGo Zero, you know. Uh, uh, it takes AlphaGo Zero uh, much less time to uh, beat the AlphaGo, the first generation, 100 to 1. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they don't use um, human knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's why I said uh, it's kind of scary, the AI. You, you couldn't control it and it, because you, you don't know what they, they are and how, um, uh, what kind of thing they evolved to. Well, that's an interesting point because to what extent do you still control or do humans still control what the right things are to teach a child? Uh, actually, we, uh, we still have a human assessment for the result of the teaching so that we can know if the uh, machine is doing right or wrong. Mm. And we don't uh, interfere with the procedure of the teaching. But we set the goal of the uh, result and outcome. Yeah. So a teaching machine will not kill people, <laughs> of course. So I hope not. Yeah. So they will do just to make the teaching more efficient and more inspiring. Right. Right, but, but the goal is still set, and, and the success measure is still set by humans, by teachers, I suppose. Uh, yeah, uh, still by teaching experts, because their, their way of teaching may, may be wrong, but uh, their understanding of the education, the psychology, the cognitive uh, uh, knowledge, that, that is right. Yeah. So, and I know you're going to continue with this, and you got lots of funding, and it's a big success, but if you... If this continues to move at this speed, what is teaching going to look like in three years from now? Oh, I think in three years there will not be uh, immense change. Just uh, more and more people realize that uh, AI can do much more better than the best uh, human teachers. Uh, it's kind of like the, our opinion on the GPS. Five years ago, we think the GPS is not reliable. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we trust the, uh, the old uh, drivers, right? But now we think GPS will outperform the, even the best drivers. So that's really interesting because we've heard a lot about on this summit also about how 
um, hybrid or augmented teams of a human supported by an algorithm, a human supported by a machine, is sort of where we're moving towards. We don't do that. Uh, that that means their uh, AI model are not mature. <laughs> so I think, of course, AI can do much more better than the human. Yeah, that, that's why in, in a lot, lot of uh, technology conference, I uh, speak of the AI will take 90% of the human's job. So where do you see society going if 90% of the jobs as we know them are replaced by machines? That will not be a problem because uh, 100 years ago uh, until now, two machines... Uh, replace ninety uh, percent of the humans' job. Right, you mean industrial it's, uh, revolution and then the digital. And harvester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we will just have to discover what our role is in yeah, this I, next I transformation. Think, yeah, we 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 design. Uh, I think first of things we we design machines, uh, the AI machines, and we I think we can spend maybe eighty percent of our time just uh, learning. Yeah, like what they do in Holland. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things for the human to to enjoy life and uh, thinking more creatively. Mm-hmm. And but there's another thing. I I even recently believe that uh, AI can do creative things much better than human being. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you see that? For instance? Um, it's because I started a project. Um, uh, two years ago, and uh, how to make our score AI learning system to teach the uh, student imagination and mm-hmm. creative thinking. That is not possible now, but uh, recently we found a way to do that. I, I found out that when I was young, uh, some of the teachers I like it very much, and they, can, they will always ask uh, provoking questions. And, uh, but most of the teachers, they, they do not dare to do that. Because only the best teachers who are like the master of knowledge, they, they can ask any questions and they can handle all the answers. Right, right. right? For other teachers, they, they are afraid of what the student may answer or may even ask more, and they, they can't answer it. So only if you're really above the knowledge, you can ask the provoking questions. Yeah, and, uh, but for AI, one of the characteristics of AI is uh, they know all the things. Right. So it's by definition the smartest teacher. Yeah, and uh, we can uh, first, in the first phase is kind of stupid. We can prepare a thousand of inspiring questions for the AI model. And uh, they will ask one of it for, uh, to the student. And whatever the student answered, they can understand and give um, correspondingly. But, it's but much how, how do you measure whether you've taught a child imagination? How do you measure success? Uh, yeah, that's another question. Uh, how to uh, define creation and imagination? Right. And uh, second, how to marry it. Uh, and the third, how to teach. Right, yeah, exactly. Definition, scoring, and then teaching. Yeah, yeah. This, this, what, this is what we do. Because we, we divided a lot of things on it. First, be, before the creation and uh, imagination is uh, the EQ. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I uh, divided EQ into one, uh, 100 abilities. Like the ability to... Uh, my, my English is not good to, to see the minor difference of a human face. 
right. <laughs> and the ability to in, endure yeah, unfair Persever- treatments. Right. right. Yeah, I, I divided into a hundred abilities so that we can measure and we can train. But then, how do you measure the ability to handle unfairness, for instance? <laughs> uh, uh, actually, uh, it's 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 uh, kind of easy for, for human being. I mean, uh, not not only for the AI because the emotion de- uh, detection are not mature. But I think in five years the machine can do that. Yeah. So, and I, I kind of feel like that's the red thread to everything that you're saying is you take something really complicated like EQ. Break it down in tiny, tiny, tiny pieces, yeah. and figure out a way to measure it. Yeah, and then you can start training artificial intelligence yeah. to do whatever with it. Yes. Being able to break down anything into tiny, measurable pieces and put it back together using artificial intelligence—is AI really going to replace 90% of our jobs? Derek Hyung Lee, CEO of Scroll AI. The OG AI. In 1978, Douglas Adams gave us the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, a survival guide for the intergalactic traveler. He also gave us the answer to everything, with the help of the supernatural computer Deep Thought. Oh, great computer! Oh, Deep Thought computer, he said. The task we have designed you to perform is this. We want you to tell us. He paused. The answer. The answer, said Deep Thoughts. The answer to what? Life, urged Fook. The universe, said Lunkwill. Everything, they said in chorus. Deep Thought paused for a moment's reflection. Tricky, he said finally. But can you do it? Again, a significant pause. Yes, said Deep Thought. I can do it. Is there an answer, said Fook. With breathless excitement. Yes, said Deep Thought. Life, the universe, and everything. There is an answer. But I'll have to think about it. And after seven and a half million years of calculation and thinking about it, Deep Thought had the answer. And it turned out to be 42. But, said Deep Thought, the problem, to be quite honest with you, is that you've never actually known what the question was. This might all sound like a joke, 42, the answer to everything, but Douglas Adams was an unabashed computer nerd and knew a heck of a lot about programming language and coding. In programming, an asterisk is commonly used to translate as whatever you want it to be. In ASCII language, the most basic computer software, 42, is the designation for an asterisk. The next generation will grow up in a world of AI. Will they love school as much as I did? Follow me for more at bnr.nl slash AI podcast or on your favorite podcast app.